Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Before we jump into the podcast, we first want to give a shout out to our homies over at Grove. They're making my life so easy these days. How are they making your life easier these days, Jess? Thanks for asking, Sue. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's they're the best because you know how stressful going to the store has been? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just there's no, nothing worse than forgetting something on your list and needing to make multiple trips. And so shopping from home for just like the essentials can be so easy with Grove. And um, right now we're trying to keep our homes so clean and healthy. And I really hope this trend continues mm-hmm. even, even totally. now that we're starting to get vaccinated. But what I've realized is I don't have to walk through the cleaning aisle anymore. It's fluorescent. It smells. It's assaulting. Um, Right. It is. It's assaulting just to my retinas. (laughs) It's just so fluorescent and bright and full of colors. And now I just have this amazing pot grove app on my phone. I was going to call it a podcast, but it's an app. (laughs) And, and they tell me like three days before we're going to ship your order. And then I go through and I edit it or I go with it this week alone. I just got glass straws for my drinks right? I know yes, me. No um, turtles harmed. Thank <laughs> heavens. Thanks Grove. Totally. It's the best. So they have everything, um, thousands of things for your home, beauty, personal care products, all guaranteed to be good for you, your family and the planet. And I'm going to add, and for Lady Bennett, my dog, cause I got their pet spray, um, for their little paws and they have little wipes. And so before she gets in bed with me, I can make sure she's clean. And so are my white sheets. Lovely. It's the best. Um, so I just wanted to let you guys know they have a little promotion going on right now that um, for our listeners, if you go to grove.co slash dear Alice, that's again, grove.co, not com. So grove.co slash dear Alice, you're going to get a, you get to choose a free gift when you first order $30 or more, but you have to use our special code. So again, go to grove.co slash dear Alice to get your exclusive offer. That's grove.co slash dear Alice. Okay. Let's get into the podcast. Okay. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to Dear Alice, everyone. We're so excited you're here. And today we're going to be talking about ways to design on a budget, which we have referenced this in the past on previous podcasts, but we had a request from Adriel Moxley. He says, hello, your podcast is one of my favorites. I would love to listen to an episode with tips on how to prioritize when working within a tight budget. I wish I had endless budget, but like the majority of people, I don't. Winky face, tongue sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> we get you, Adriel. Whether you're a man or a woman, we totally understand this. And we feel like everybody has a budget. Um, sometimes they don't want to talk about it. But one of the things that we, one of the rules of thumb that I read a long time ago was that your budget of your furniture should be about 10% of the purchase price of your home. Um, we believe it should be between 10 and 20% mm-hmm. somewhere in there. So if that kind of gives you an idea, uh, cause everybody knows what you paid for your home. Um, as you're, as you're thinking through that, um, we're going to talk through ways, things that you can save on ways that we save ways that we get the most out of when we're sort of thrifting and looking for a deal. Is that 10 to 20%? Is that like starting from ground zero? You have, n- you have no furniture. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, totally. 
So, and you know, like you built your home, Corey and I did too. So you're like, well, does that include the land? Yeah. <laughs> but you're like, <laughs> think of your home if you were to find your home on the MLS and purchase it. So it would be everything included in your home. So yeah, it would include the land. Well, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about like, if you're starting from ground zero with furniture, yeah. you have no other existing furniture. Right. Okay. Yeah, which you already have some pieces. And so do you, Adriel. I'm sure that you have pieces too that you're going to be bringing with you. And then you guys should also consider what your parents have that you could steal. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully your parents have good taste. (laughs) Or if not, your your grandparents were hopefully (laughs) well-funded. Anyway, let's talk about some of our tips and tricks on um, saving money. Yeah, and whether you're talking, I mean, obviously we touched on furniture and we'll talk about that in a second. But I think in the overall build of a house, or remodel of a house. I think there are a lot of tips mm-hmm. that we can give you to be responsible when selecting your finishes and how you actually finish this set home, right? Yeah. Um, one of one of the things that we were talking about, um, and Jess, you have experience with this in your house when you were building, a lot of people want these big, grandiose, double height, like two-story ceilings. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is it's really expensive to frame that. And the bigger the house, the, you know, the more, the more money you're going to spend on finishing it. So there really is something to furring down those ceilings because you won't have as much vertical wall to treat. And as far as your framing is going to be a lot more simple. Totally. Speak to that. Yeah. Well, and also like, if you think about your window treatments, right. Then you've got two story, (laughs) two story windows to cover. And then, um, you know, painting two story walls and trimming out two story windows, or if you want to do finish work on them and it just absolutely, um, costs a lot. You've just got to have a lot of money to have a double story room. Um, like for myself, I, I did a double story room at the back of my home and I did a lot of really beautiful finish work. Um, I built a home that looks like a, uh, like a lake house and um, like that, you know, the cost of that ceiling was probably the most expensive finish work in my house. I still love it. I would still do it today, but um, you have to consider that. And I think for me, the goal, I also had an upstairs originally drawn on my house with the architect. And at the end of the day, he said that upstairs, which was just two bedrooms for my girls, it was a staircase, two bedrooms and a bathroom up there. And that was going to add 500,000 to the, to the cost of the build of my home, he said. Yeah. Which was, which was so crazy, right? There might've been a little joint loft space or something like that too. It is a big add on. And I knew that I wanted to finish my home well. And I thought I would rather live in a really beautifully finished home than move in and be house poor. Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew I needed to get window coverings. I knew I wanted real wool carpet. I knew I wanted finish work. Um, there's just a lot of things that, yeah. because we do this for a living, I kind of know what the cost of these things are. And I was like, you know what? There's a basement in my home. My girls can sleep down there. Yeah. I grew up like that. It's still going to be beautiful. It's a daylight basement. There's yeah. full windows, not necessarily window wells, and it will still be beautiful. Mm-hmm. So we cut the upstairs off our house um, before we even began yeah. to try and save money. Yeah. I think you touched on a really good point that you wanted to finish it well. Mm-hmm. I think that that, and those things that you just didn't want to sacrifice, Adriel, I would say, figure out what you like, what are your must haves while you're doing your home and like make room for those things. And then we can, like, you can value engineer other things that aren't as important to you. Yes. Right. And that list is different for everybody. Yes. But maybe you're asking, cause you're like, I don't know what's important. How do I prioritize the spending of mm-hmm. our money? So if, 
if we're going to big sister and big brother you through this, we're just going to give you our very best advice and hope that you value the same things that we do. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I think that uh, that one of the designers we were talking, we always talk about this in our um, design meeting on Monday mornings. And so we were asking them, what do you think great advice for the podcast would be? And one of them said, I would, I would talk about like, what's the first thing you're going to see when you walk in the home? And like, I think it's something beautiful there would be worth investing in. So, um, you know, if you walk in, you have a beautiful big hall chest and a pair of candlestick lamps and a big mirror, you know, that entryway. Sometimes you can find beautiful old chests in Burlwood or, you know, um, something really exotic. Maybe you're thrifting that. Maybe you're finding it at a vintage store, but maybe you buy the mirror new and the lamps are new. Um, that sort of thing. I think um, sort of first impressions yeah. are worth spending money on to me. Buy something that's opinionated, that people, yeah. that's a memory point when they first walk into your house. What do they see and what does it say about you? Totally. So that's, I think it's such good advice. And I mean, you can, you can be, if you want to do this on a budget, you just have to be creative. You have to be good at the hunt. Mm-hmm. And that is how, you know, and you have to be, I think, discerning on what you pick because not all vintage things are good. You know, mm-hmm. you have to know what's good. And so we made a point to say, study, study images, study famous architects that have developed furniture in the mid 50s, 60s, really understand what has value, what you're drawn to search for those things. And when you find it, you'll be, it'll be all the sweeter mm-hmm. of a reward because you'll be like, yes. And then you'll have a story to tell behind this piece that you research this architect. Totally. Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. We're a designer. So, and I, I think, I mean, you guys hear us say all the time, like go bigger, go bigger, go bigger. It's going to make your space feel bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that mirror on top of the chest could go clear to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. That's going to make a huge entryway and your entry will feel big, um, for the ground. I I cannot stress this enough. I think it'd be so cool if you guys did a search online for antique hand knotted rugs, you can afford to do this in your entryway because maybe your entry, you need five by seven, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's even a four by six. I don't know how big of a rug will fit. Go as big as you dare do it mm-hmm. and search for that because that rug will never wear out. 
um, because it's knotted. And so you can get it cleaned a hundred times and it will clean up so beautifully and continue to wear it. Also, they're thinner. And so the door can usually swing over the top of them. Make sure and get a good rug pad. If it's going on a hard surface like um, tile or hardwood, you can just get those little silicone waffly kind. Put that under it will help grip it. Um, so I think that would be a really gorgeous first impression. And when it's vintage, it's going to cost less than yeah. buying a new hand knotted rug. Totally. So again, ways to tighten up your budget. That is an awesome way. And you're going to search for hand knotted. Mm -hmm. You're going to write that in your little search bar. And you can you can do things like Persian. You can do Turkish. You can do Moroccan. You know. Yeah. You can get clever. Make sure it has the word vintage in front of it. Because if you get the new ones, then you might be surprised at the price. Oh, grow. We're going to take a quick intermission from the podcast to mention our sponsor, Grove. Um, when we're designing a space, Sue, we are always working on all five of the senses. Yeah. The, the touch, the taste, the smell, the whole experience for people. Because we're trying to create a mood a feeling yeah. Yeah, of home. And one of the things I love about Grove is um, you can kind of create a signature scent within the home. I just discovered mine um, using Grove. They have a product and the scent is um, neroli and sea salt. And now I have it in my laundry detergent and then I've got it in a counter spray. I've got the dish soap and I've got the hand soap all at my kitchen sink. And I love that uniformed smell and it's non-chemical and it is amazing. It smells like Joe Malone just spread throughout my house. Yeah, but um, it's a brand that they sell at Grove, and it's so delicious. So make sure and explore um, all the categories of Grove and the scents, because I think that's really important for the design. We've never smelled a bad one either from Grove. So whatever it is, order yeah. a few, try them out, and it's such a great backdrop for all the other things that are going to be happening in your home. They make it so easy and so beautiful and uniform. So excited for you. Definitely. So when you make the switch to natural products, it's never been easier. For a limited time, our listeners go to grove.co slash Dear Alice, and you're going to be able to choose a free gift with your order of $30 or more. But you can't do it without our special code. So make sure and go to grove.co slash Dear Alice to get your exclusive offer. And back to our podcast. Another rule would be like if you're walking into now your living space, whether you have a living room and a family room or just one living space, um, we think it's worth investing in the piece that you're going to be sitting on the most. Mm -hmm. Because if you cheap on that, then you're going to have a miserable experience every time you go to sit down and watch TV. You're going to be like, dang it. Why did I save money on this thing? <laughs> you know, like I have the worst lifestyle. My back hurts. And it's so hard too. If you're like, oh, I'll just buy something from West Elm or whatever. I'll grab this one that's less expensive now and I'll get a better one later. It's just, it doesn't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if you have to live with like nothing else in the room while you wait to be able to afford those things, at least the pieces that you have, you know that you invested in. Mm -hmm. So again, even if it's, it's a matter of being patient too, um, Adriel, like, it, do, it doesn't all have to happen overnight. We all want it to, but even us as like as designers, like we bite off what we can, but we make sure that it's awesome. Totally. And that we're not going to be, you know, regretting those decisions because we have to sit in it, guys. Mm -hmm. That's a painful, that's a painful cheap foam cushion to stab us in the bum. So totally. Um, you can totally, um, thrift an accent chair that will go in the room. Um, you could also thrift on maybe a side table or mm -hmm. um, something like that. Yeah. So make sure that they're a good size. Cause when like mm 
Mm-hmm. Even the other day, I was looking at these rad end tables. There were these burl. They had this awesome like leg turn. I looked at the dimensions. I'm like, they were just too small. And I'm like, if I had a teeny tiny dorm room, those would be awesome. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. And so like I passed on it, but you have to like just understand your scale mm-hmm. and like just says, you got to go big. Yeah. If you want it to like feel expensive, but still, but you can find it, but just pay attention to the scale. Um, a pro tip on that would be to thrift for a dining table mm-hmm. because um, there are 36 inch round dining tables and your sofa is at least 36 inches deep, which means that dining table will not stick out further than your sofa will. Mm-hmm. It'll be perfect in the corner. So I would do that. That's a Ralph Lauren trick. He uses dining tables as end tables in a bedroom and it looks amazing. And it could be in a gorgeous wood or a marble or whatever. So search for this. It's like a cafe table, mm-hmm. I guess. Some of them are marble, um, some are wood, but search for that for your side table. Mm-hmm. That would be a really, a really good thing. Um, Sue, I think this would be a really good place to talk about. Sue is got a really good eye and she's great at the high low game. Mm-hmm. You just recently moved into a brand new home and had a baby. It was new to you. <laughs> yes. It was uh, an older home built in the seventies with a lot of potential. And Sue yeah. has a gorgeous eye. So she did the right thing. Um, but she, so she moved into a new home to them And she had a baby at the same time and was just like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything for a nursery because everything I have goes to my other son and you had given away your crib already. So tell them how you did the high-low game in the nursery. Yeah, the high-low game. The first thing I did, again, one thing to invest in, I think is your window treatments or just like shades. So you skin the room and what you can. So like we we carpeted, we painted and that's something obviously as far as designing on a budget, if you want a big look, mm-hmm. I think this is a great point that you can skip. If you like, I love wallpaper. I love an attitude. Um, but I just moved into this house and I just needed to have it be expressive. And so we painted it green, but I painted this walls, the same color as the ceiling. And I did a tone of that on. Tell them how tall your ceilings are. I have eight foot ceilings. That's 96 inches. Mm-hmm. Not very tall. And probably a lot of older homes, if you're living in an older home, are only eight feet. And so by taking that color of the wall onto the ceiling, I think it grew. Jess, would you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. It just looks opinionated, like just no regrets. It's a super confident way to design a space mm-hmm. by just taking that color and wrapping it. And paint's the cheapest thing you can do. Yeah. Guys, to have a big design um, on, yeah. on short ceilings and a short budget. So we did that. And for, you painted it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But luckily he, that was one of his previous lives. He was a house painter. So Anyway, he painted. <laughs> I yeah. <didn't> paint it. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. So anyway, so you can do something wild like that. We, I found that a brands, again, searching for brands that you like mm-hmm. and knowing what those names are, then you go on a search engine like Facebook Marketplace. And there was this brand called Oof, O-E-U-F. Anyway, it's this kind of Scandinavian um, high-end children's brand. And so mm. I found a crib that I ended up having my brother-in-law, who's a cabinet maker, he painted it high gloss, a darker green of the same green that I did on the walls. Mm. So we had it painted. And so it's this glossy finish and the lines are awesome. And I found a chagrin dresser, mm-hmm. you know, and I had a lamp from like, I don't know, our other last place that we've collected things and it just came together really beautifully. We talked about the golden rocker, the vintage rocker, on the heirloom episode. And oh. go ahead. Just, tell them again. Oh, okay. 
anyway, I needed a rocker and my space wasn't huge. So I knew I couldn't go like crazy deep on it. And so as I was searching for rockers, I found this really cool one that this gal was selling and it was called an East Lake rockers. Yeah. Yeah. Glider. Mm-hmm. And it was from like the late 1800s and it had the coolest lines, really tired tapestry upholstery that I knew needed to get redone and needed all whole thing needed to be refreshed. But I bought it um, for, I think it was like 375 US dollars. Mm-hmm. I ordered like this really rad gold velvet um, from one of our lines that that was like another probably 375. I don't know. <laughs> and then I got it reupholstered for a solid like 1200. What is that? What am I at? What am I at? Anyway, anyway, I rock my kids to sleep in that every single night now. And you know what? I don't regret it. I really, it really is. And it's something that I will, I think I'll love it in whatever room it lands in. It's just one of those pieces that has an opinion. Yes. When you want to redo stuff like that, there will be some things that come as is and it's awesome Mm -hmm. and you don't have to invest any more in it. And then there will be some pieces that will be worth that investment. And again, it's the high-low game. Mm-hmm. And then there are other things that I got brand new, you know, through all saying things. But for the most part, like, yeah, I had to go really tight on a lot of places in my house. But there were things like my upholstery that I invested in, that chair, my mm-hmm. sofa, you know, things like that were worth it. The rugs, mm-hmm. you know, that makes the biggest difference. But there are ways to be clever as you are trying to design on a budget, which we all are working within. Totally. Well, and you guys um, listened to the Courtney Grow episode. I forget what that one's called, but um, do you remember? Something about taste. Yeah. Yeah. Courtney's an influencer here in um, Utah and has really Mm -hmm. great taste. And one of her tricks has just been buying art off of eBay, but it's originals. And a lot of what you find today are prints. And I just, one of the other things that I love about Suzanne's home is it is full of art. Like, I don't know. Problem. (laughs) I don't know if if she could actually fit any more art in her house. Don't tell her I said that, but she continues to buy it. Yeah, she hangs rugs on her wall, and it is the most. um, It's like an art gallery in there. It's beautiful, and I think you know pretty much everything you have in there is an original piece of art. So you can comb eBay and find something really fantastic that's original for thirty three dollars, and then have it reframed. You know, so that's another really good tip. Sachi, you have to pour, and on eBay, on any of these, like Courtney said on that episode, you have to pour through it. And on all these, if you're on a, on a budget, you just have to be, give yourself Patient. time. Like yeah. at nighttime, that's what you're looking through. <laughs> you're yeah. like flipping pages. Do you have any advice on like um, estate sales or how to, yeah. how to find great estate sales and how to shop them? Yeah. Well, I mean, back in the day on the newspaper, that's where my mom <laughs> would find them when we'd go yard selling as yeah. a kid. But estate sales are always my favorite just because an estate sale is when usually there's someone that has deceased and they are selling all the things in the house. And there's estates. You can actually, there's um, companies, if you do a Google search in your area, there's companies that they actually manage estate sales and they'll do listings of all the ones that are coming up. So kind of have like that bookmarked so that you can go see those estate sales. And sometimes, I mean... Yeah, I found good stuff at estate sales. And it's great because if you find someone that was a collector, they'll usually have like beautiful silver and interesting depression wear and interesting, just cool cool collections. And you're probably not going to like 100% of it, but you'll find little gems where you'll be like, that's that feels luxurious. And and it's different than a yard sale. Yard sales are stuff that people don't want. Estate sales, obviously it's just stuff that they no longer need because they're not living anymore. So yes, 
I would say look on like local listings of estate sale um, companies that run them. And then probably like on KS, like we have KSL um, and then Marketplace. You can also search those. And I actually haven't been to one in a long time. Now mm-hmm. I got a niche now that it's getting warm well, outside. Well, what's so fun is we all hold cell phones in our hands. So we could go there and we could easily open a drawer and see a brand and Google it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And oftentimes um, Christie's, you know, auction house will be selling the same thing. I have a bedroom set that I was trying to sell. I knew it was worth something. I hate, 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 hate selling stuff. And I don't know how to really list them. So I was like, I'll just put it on my Instagram, you know, but it was this beautiful Henredon Barbara Berry bed. Um, and I had this really pretty curio. They're both out of black walnut. And I was like, I don't even know what they're worth. And I Googled my pieces and they said the set was $16,000 at Christie's. And I was like, well, I'm going to sell them for 300. So, you know, I don't know how to buy this stuff. And I guarantee you, nobody else knows how to sell their stuff either. So it's fun to open up a drawer if you are in a state sale and just kind of understand what it is that you're working with. But I think some of the best advice you said earlier on this was to really study the rooms that you love and look at some of the characteristics of the pieces and go, oh, you know what, that that piece right there, that's probably an antique. I need to find something like that and something like that. This I should buy new, but these other things I could really easily hit at estate sales or Susan's, your favorite of all of the places to thrift is Facebook marketplace. You like that better than eBay and better than like Etsy or. Yeah, because I'm lazy. And so sometimes like if I'm in bed, if I know that it's local and that I could like go down the street and get it, like Mm -hmm. it gives me that immediate gratification than having it ship. I know I'm a bad online shopper though. So again, that local thing, it feels like I'm just going down the street. Totally. So you can do those filters where you're like, but sometimes you can do the shipping and it's worth it. But Uh the tricky thing about the shipping, especially with bigger pieces is it's, it likely could be more than the piece. Yeah. And so just understanding that that's what you're getting into. Totally. It's a, I do like it's, Facebook. Yeah. It's like a sport for, for us it's, and for those that do it. Yeah. I'm for the most part at Alice Lane, you know, we have a furniture store, so we don't really do this for clients. Mm-hmm. We don't thrift for them. Um, we just sell them brand new furniture and that's generally what they want. Interesting profiles though. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? That, that looks like it has that collected feel. Mm-hmm. But a lot of, and some people, you might be a person, we have a couple friends that do not want to feel like the spirits of old in their home with like yeah. older pieces. You feel like you have to sage the piece or that it has spirits or something. <laughs> no. yeah. So if that's not your jam, then that's okay. Then you're just going to be looking for those same profiles and you have to, you know, within like newer vendors, right? So that's what we do for Uh, clients. I will say this in general, what I know about women um, is that they like to spend um, their money on a lot of little things. And it seems so cute. I know. (laughs) And it seems like men like to spend money on big things. They'll be like, I bought a boat, you know, or I bought a car, but, (laughs) but they don't really like spend their money on all the knickknacks and lots of things. But I would say in playing the, the furniture game, do not buy a lot of little things. Just no. save that money and just invest in a good sofa. Don't invest you, in yeah. one big thing. Do I'm I'm so sorry, Target. <laughs> I know you, you probably <laughs> don't want to sponsor us, but um, uh, you don't want to buy furniture at Target. You, those dining chairs are going to be a nightmare for you in the future. You don't want to buy your pillows at Target. No, like big things, little things. Like yeah. none of them are big enough. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Don't buy the filler stuff. Like I'm going to buy this just until I can afford this. Don't do you it. Just, that's just throwing the. It's going to go in the landfill. Yeah. yeah. That's you'll hate yourself. 
Yeah. And you won't understand why your room's not coming together. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, I thought I had all the pieces. I have pillows. I have rent tables now. I have lights. It's just a problem with scale. The scale's not right. Yeah. Unless you live, you know, in a hobbit hole, then that's great. But yeah. it's, a, it's, it's affordable not. because it's half the size that it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's made out of half the amount of material that it should be. <laughs> and you'll need twice as many pillows that are 18 by 18 than you would if you just got two really great 24 22s. by 24s yeah, in totally. the corners. So, yeah, that's great. You've learned anything from us. Yeah, hopefully this be that. Yes, hopefully this has been helpful. Adriel, thank you for the request. And um, for the rest of you listening, um, please send in your requests. We're like, I'm pretty sure we've talked about everything, but there's I know there's more to talk about. So feel free to send those requests to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. And before we end the podcast, we just want to mention our sponsor, Grove, and make sure you guys get this limited time offer. Um, when our listeners go to grove.co, that's grove.co slash Dear Alice, you will get a, get to choose a free gift with your first order of $30 or more, but you have to use a special code. Go to grove.co slash Dear Alice to get the exclusive offer. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 